Hey, welcome to A God and His Word podcast with Itoha. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at A God and His Word and do well by hanging around, guys. Cheers. If you're new here, welcome, newbie. And if you're not, what's up, oldie? Now let's get to the depth of the matter today. According to the NIV version of Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9, the scripture says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I will emphasize on this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, not from yourselves. Not from yourself. You can actually um, equate it to me. Not your feelings. It's not your works. It's not your doings. It is by faith through the grace of God. Today I'm speaking on faith, not feelings. Your faith and not by your feelings. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he shall direct your path. It is so easy to lose track of your faith and then lean on your feelings because we are humans. And one channel through which we as humans we run by is how we feel. We are so much in tune with our emotions. That's why we can express express feelings of sadness, hurt, rage, anger, happiness, love, and all of that. But when it comes to the kingdom, if you want to lean or run by your emotions, you're setting up yourself for failure because our feelings can never be trusted. In Proverbs 20, 28 verse 26, the Bible says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. What's this wisdom? It's the wisdom of God. What's this wisdom? It's the truth. It's the word. It's Jesus himself. Sometimes you would feel some type of way like, yeah, you are aligned, you're in sync, and things are going on with you spiritually. And then the next minute, you don't feel that way. Does that discredit where you stand with God? Does that change the fact that you are saved, you're delivered? Does that change the fact that Jesus loves you? No, it doesn't. One reason why people tend to remain in sin and stay stuck in unrighteousness is when they err and they make some little mistakes or whatnot, or when they don't feel saved, they feel there's a feeling of condemnation, guilt, and shame. And anyone who experiences such feelings do not want to stay near God. And we know those things represent the devil. So when your feelings get you to the point where you start thinking less of yourself or you feel like God doesn't love you or maybe God is mad at you, you should see that there is a tactics of the enemy at bay in such instance. In the book of First Corinthians 10 verse 13, the Bible says, For... <clears throat> No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he would also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. What the scripture is saying is what has brought me here today. Because I have had moments where I experienced such and it is really tormenting. I'm the kind of person, or I'll say I used to be the kind of person that I could spend like probably hours with God, praying, conversating, and just, you know, enjoying the presence of the Lord. And I just go to bed. The next morning, I wake up feeling so down. The devil reminds you of your past. The devil reminds you of your fears. The devil reminds you of your insecurities. He reminds you of your circumstances. And then you just tend to lose focus. Look what happened to Peter 
when Jesus told him to walk on the water, when he looked at Jesus, he was walking so fine, he was going on. But the instant he looked around him, what happened? Peter began to sink. That's what your feelings does to you. It makes you sink. It does not help you progress. Your feelings makes you stuck. It brings you back to what you're supposed to have moved out of. Feelings, sometimes I feel like our feelings are devilish. No wonder Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who really can understand our hearts? Our heart is in, is in sync. If your faith is based on your feelings, oof, I don't know how you want to survive that, but that's a terrible thing to, to base anything on. Feelings, faith, they do not tally. They do not go hand in hand. How you feel does not define how God thinks about you. Learn to replace your feelings with the word of God. What has God said? That's what's most important, not what you feel. Your feelings are lying. There are times when you just you're just somewhere, and then all these thoughts just keeps rolling around. Have you tried to check where the sources of these thoughts are from? Have you tried to weigh the thoughts with what God has spoken concerning your life? The Bible says, "If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away." But trust the devil; he does a very good work at reminding you of what you have done and reminding you of the fact that you are not worthy. That's very true. We are not worthy, but one person came to give us that state of worthiness. That's who Jesus. Bible says that God imputed all of our sins on Him. We are like lost sheep, but all of our iniquity, God imputed it on Jesus. So it doesn't matter what you have done or what the devil keeps reminding you of. The truth is that Jesus has bore it all on his body on the cross. That's what happened. And it's it's, it's also potent in your life. You're not excluded from what Jesus Jesus did on the the cross of Calvary. God's blessings, God's gift of Jesus to mankind is not for a select few. It's for everybody. And the thing about feelings is it mostly affects religious people. For instance, you're the kind of person that likes to, probably you you fast 10 times in in a month or something. And let's say, for instance, this particular month you didn't fast for up to 10, 10 times. There is this feeling of, hmm, you're started backsliding, all those kinds of things. That's not it. This is why religiosity and faith can, do not go hand in hand. You're religious. What about the days that you fail to fulfill those things, those, those um, benchmarks you set for yourself? What happens? You feel condemned. You feel like you failed God. God never asked you to be religious. God asked you to build a relationship with his son, Jesus. That's why it's a relationship. Relationship is not, um, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a, uh, how do I put this together? Relationship is not something that, you know, is is a compulsion. If I could, if I could say so myself, relationship with Jesus is is based on two people understanding each other. But one person being above the other, that is Jesus. Jesus is above your feelings. Jesus is above your thoughts. Is above everything else that makes you feel less of yourself. In the book of Second Corinthians five verse seven, the Bible says, "For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight." You can also interpret this to your everyday circumstances. For instance, the things you're trusting God to do for you, that is very true. When you're trusting and waiting on God for something, you don't look at your circumstances and say, oh, the odds does not that are against me. Look at what happened to Abraham and Sarah. God gave Abraham the promise. He believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Sight said to Abraham, it's not possible. You are old. Your wife is past the age of uh, of childbearing. He did not look at the circumstances. What did he think about what the word has said? The integrity of the one who has spoken. And so if God himself is saying that if you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Whose integrity do you want to bank on if not God? 
you walk by faith and not by sight. I believe I'm speaking to somebody out there. It is not your feelings. Feelings are deceptive. If you ever trust your feelings to define where you stand with God, you are doomed for failure. You're literally surrendering your victory to the devil. That's what he does best. That's what he does best. I usually tell my friends, when you fall, don't stay down. Get up and move. Soldiers, do not quit. Get up and keep going. You have been declared victorious. This is the only war that you've already won before you get into battle. This war, this war against darkness has been won before we got here. So our part is to play out the role God has called us to. And one thing that keeps us down is our feelings. And our feelings stems from our flesh. And so when your flesh lets you or moves you to do things that you're not supposed to, for instance, that same flesh that led you to into that temptation will come back and play out on you in terms of your feelings, feelings of condemnation, feelings of unworthiness, feelings of filthiness, all of those feelings. Give your feelings to the Lord. Give your feelings to the Lord. I feel this thing takes experience until you realize, wait, this pattern doesn't help me. And I have battled with this for, for the longest. You don't even necessarily have to sing to feel unworthy of God's love. You could just be just somewhere you remember something from your past. You're like, oh my God, I don't deserve this love. And God is like, yeah, I know you don't deserve it, but I love you still. Maybe you forgot to do your, your maybe a perfect example. I've had times that I probably woke up that morning and there is an emergency situation. I have to be somewhere and then I probably had to hurry out of the house. I didn't get to spend as much time I would with God like I would normally do. And then at noontime, there is this feeling of, hey, you have missed your time with God and everything. In the beginning of my work with God, I used to have that feeling of, maybe God is mad at me, that the time did not show up this morning. Maybe God is upset. Oh, I've, I've, I'm starting to backslide. Those kinds of thoughts that has nothing but big lies from the pit of hell. It took a pattern in realizing, wait, why does this really happen? And I realized, wait, God is not thinking about that to me. Like, when you when you spend time with God, when you when you keep God in your in your focus, when you when you live a life that pleases God, you have to know one thing. You're not with God or you're not praying to God to start up a connection. You don't read your Bible because you want to make a call to God or something. You read your Bible, you pray to God from a place of connection. You're not trying to start the connection. You are only, you know, doing these things out of the flow that you already have with God. You, we, don't, we shouldn't leave, allow our feelings leave and make us live in such a way that, um, you know, it's like, okay, um, I'm coming to read my Bible now. I'm trying to start with God. No, that's not so. This is why we should allow God be in our consciousness throughout the day. So when you're coming to pray, you're not coming to say, eh, God, how far I'm starting again. You're coming to pray because you have you had him all, all through your day. Even as busy as your schedule may be, God is in your consciousness. God is in your thought. You have it at the back of your mind that I can't wait to really just stay still and just talk to God about this thing. I can't wait to go to my Bible. You have God in your consciousness, in your actions, whatever you're doing, God comes first. So in that state of mind, when you're trying to talk to God, when you're trying to pray, when you're trying to do the things that you normally do, that, that you know those things that we actually do, they are not what makes us saved. They are the things that fuel our salvation. So when you're going to pray or read your Bible or, you know, do things that glorifies God, you're not doing it because you want God to love you. You are doing it because he already loves you and you're reciprocating that love that he has for you. I'm speaking on your faith, not feelings today. This is so important. Proverbs 28, 26 says, whoever tr trusts in his own mind is a fool. If you trust your mind, that's foolishness. It, it, is, captiv it, is, it is a captivity in, in his fullness. Trusting your heart, trusting your mind, trusting your feelings is captivity. 
it is intense captivity it is a crazy thing it is really really crazy for you to trust your heart trust your emotions rather than trusting what god has said concerning you it is crazy and that's not what god wills for his children not in any way it is by grace that you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So the day you fail to give alms to someone, does that mean God is mad at you? The day you fail to do the things that you will do that is right, does that mean you have been discredited or kicked out of the kingdom? That's not so. Remember something. The Bible says in Second Corinthians 10 verse 5, that you need to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You need to bring those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So every thought that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God. So before you even identify a thought that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God, you need to know God. How do you identify this thought does not align with what God has spoken of if you don't know the word of God concerning you? For instance, God has called you blessed. And your the blessings from God, I know that blessings from God is based on, you know, God says if you obey, I'm going to give you all of this, all of that. But even knowing Jesus is a blessing. What does the Bible say in Ephesians 1 verse 3? Thanks be to God who has blessed us with what? Spiritual blessings and heavenly blessings in Christ Jesus. So the blessings that we have by default, automatically our inheritance as believers is blessed, a blessed life. Then obedience also brings blessings to you. So the day that you fail to believe that you are blessed, does that mean you are not blessed? That's the thing about our feelings. You need to bring, you have to know what God has said. So when your imaginations, when the suggestions of the enemy, when your thoughts are saying something contrary, you can cast it down and say, no, this is not what the Father has said concerning my life. It is faith, not feelings. And what do we mean by faith? We know that faith is what? It's by the word of God. Hearing, seeing, reading, knowing the word of God. That's how your faith is built. So when you are operating in faith, it means there is something, there is a content in that your, 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 in your faith. There is something you know that can stand against your feelings. This is why it's always important that we soak ourselves up in the word of God. Even if it's a one verse a day. One thing about the Bible is you could read Genesis 1 verse 1 and it's speaking to other areas of your life. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And on that day, you're probably feeling some type of way. You feel you feel you feel alone, for instance, and you see Genesis one verse one. Already, it looks like it does not mean anything to how you feel that day. But when you sit down and meditate on Genesis one verse one, that says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and you think deep, you realize, wait, God created the heavens, God created the earth, God created me. You know how beautiful, how majestic, how how wonderful God is. You begin to think deep, and you realize, oh my God. Your, your mind starts going to other scriptures. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You begin to think deeper than that. What happened? That was just Genesis 1 verse 1 that originally does not even look like something that should make sense to your current situation. That's one thing I, I know about the word of God. Meditating on the word. You could just see a scripture that may not even necessarily say anything concerning your situation or concerning how you're feeling at that point in time. But when you let it sink in your spirit, everything else begins to pop out. No wonder Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The more of God's word you, you allow yourself to dive in. You may not feel like this thing is in your memory or something. There are times when you read your Bible and you feel like, okay, nothing happened. It could be next week, something came up. And then the scripture you read last week just springs out of somewhere. Where do you think that came from? 
What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? He said it's going to bring to your remembrance everything that I would teach you. So when you read your Bible, Jesus was teaching you in the Word something last week that you felt like maybe it was not entering you. After you finished reading, you didn't feel like anything happened. You have already been taught. Your spirit has taken it in. It could be next week or probably a day later, something happens. And then what you've kept in your spirit will spring out. That's the river of living water that will pop out and that will help you in that situation. Because the Holy Spirit is there within you to bring the word to life. Speaking of faith, not feelings tonight. Faith, not your feelings. Don't ever let your feelings dictate the truth of about what God is saying. I can say this with, 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 so, much, um, with so much courage because... I know how it feels. I've been there. It happens to me too. So the the understanding and seeing this thing as a very painful pattern, you know something is the truth is we go through something, right? So that when we're out of it, we can help someone else struggling and say, hey, you don't have to be there. I know how this feels. Come out of that thought. Once the devil can get you to trust your feelings, the day you begin to put your trust in how you feel, Instead of what God has said, that's it. You've been, cap- you've been captivated by the enemy. I can say this today because I've been there. That feeling is insane. Like I had a friend sometime made a post. He said something. He said, thank God this, this salvation and, and, and faith is based on, 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 on Jesus, not my feelings. Because sometimes, he will, he said, in fact, he said at that day he was making the post, he felt like a native doctor. This was just a normal person, a believer, saying such. It was funny, but it was making a lot of sense. And I told him, that's so true. There are days that I would I would, I would, would probably spend like time with God before going to bed. And I would feel so good, you know. Like, you feel so... You cannot be in God's presence and not feel good. There is just... You feel high. So after all the highness, you feel like you're already in heaven. And then you go to bed. The next morning, you wake up. And you feel like a murderer. You just are having thoughts of... And you're like, wait... Well, I thought I had a good time with Jesus last night. What happened? It's not as if anything happened to you. That's just what the devil does best. That's what our mind, our mind picks up a lot of things. So now it's not, it now boils on you to take into captive what is true and what is not. These thoughts will come. Your heart will suggest things. A lot of things will spring out of your mind. Things will happen. You will hear things. You will see things that are just, these things that, as we as we are living our daily lives, there are lots of thoughts that are rummaging through our minds. As a believer, you have to be very sensitive to, to detect what is this. You have to be discerning. What am I hearing? What am I feeling? What I feel? Is it what God like? Does it align? Does it give me peace? That's the first thing. Do you feel at peace? Your feelings, does it give you peace of mind? Like those feelings are running through your mind. Because God is Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? And the other person is contrary, right? We know who the other person is. So if you feel at peace, you know that, okay, this is, yeah, I know where I'm at. When I mean, you don't have peace of mind concerning a particular thought or how you feel, you should know at that point it is time to take that thing into captive. Do not let it stay in your mind. It's just like a bird running around. That's how our feelings are. Will you let the thoughts find rest and nest in your heart? Nest in your thoughts? Let it not be so. Let it not be so. It is by faith, not by sight. It is by faith, not by feelings. It is by faith, not by feelings. It is by faith, not by feelings. We are called to live by our faith, not by our feelings. Don't ever let your feelings, you know, make the best for you. Look at what Romans 7 verse 15 to 20 says. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not want, for I do, I do not do what I want. But I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. 
that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not what the ability to carry it out. I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Literally, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So, Apostle Paul said something. The thing I want to do, I do not do. And what I do not want to do, I find myself doing. Meaning that there are times that you will just commit some sins that you know that you don't want to. The Bible says the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Right? As long as you're in this body, you're very susceptible to falling to sin or making some kind of mistakes and errors. So, the Bible says here, Paul is saying here, Apostle Paul, the same Apostle Paul, you and I know, is saying that what he wants to do, he will not do. What he doesn't want to do is what he finds himself doing. But that means there is something in him. What is that? That is sin. There is a battle always between our flesh and our, and our spirit. The flesh and the spirit are constantly at war. So the day you find yourself doing what the flesh approves of and what the spirit disapproves of, that is sin, right? When that happens, if you do not know what the word of God has said, you're going to feel condemned. You're going to, there will be the tendency to want to separate yourself from God because one thing sin does is separation from God. When you know what God has said, that brings you back to knowing that, okay, I erred, that's good. You go back to God and you make ways right. And you ask for the grace to, be, to live above that. I'm going to share this. You know, we all have this experience. Maybe not everyone, but I did. I had that experience of before my my salvation, I used to have this going out for altar call, you know. When they say give your life to Christ, I would come out and, you know, do the normal God have mercy on me, the, the prayer for forgiveness of sin and everything. But when you go back home on Monday, you take back your life from Jesus. Like you go back, you go back to living your whole life. So I probably have gone out for altar calls more than 20 times ever since I got to the state of accountability as, as, as an adult. So one thing that makes me fall back to sin it's not because I did not, I, I was not genuinely, I did not genuinely want to get saved when I went out for the altar call or because of one thing or the other. One, one thing I noticed, or oh, last time I actually went out for altar call, one, one thing I knew that got me back to living the same way was because, because I noticed there was changes when I decided to give my life to Christ at that time. What happened was, I remember a temptation came my way literally three days later and I fell to that temptation. I recall that conversation I had with myself. I said, see, this Jesus thing is very difficult. Like, I've given my life to Christ and I made this mistake. He hates me. Like, it's so hard to follow him. So what happened? I was like, man, I don't care. And I just decided to continue living my life the way I did. What happened in that instance? I, I, I didn't have knowledge of the word of God. I did not. It's not enough to go for, out for altar call and get saved. You need to be around believers. You need to go in the world. There are things to do to grow me. So it's not enough to say the prayer of repentance and you stop there. No. The moment you decide, make that decision, the devil takes note of you like one who wants to get out of his den and he will do everything to get you. So he threw that temptation on my way three days later and I fell. And then I told my, I agreed with him and I told myself, it is hard to follow Jesus. This is difficult. These temptations are very sweet. So I'm going to continue this way. And so I fell back and I continued living my life. Now, I think it's like about three, four years later, when I finally really came to God and I started learning some things, I realized, oh my God, that time I could have actually continued. But because I did not know what the word of God has said, I did not realize that the temptations will come. I did not realize that if I had let the word of God 
been built in me. It would have helped me to know that yes, I made I made that mistake and I wasn't supposed to stop there. That's what happened to a lot of you guys. When you make this when something happens, you feel like okay, I'm condemned. Jesus hates me. I really can't do this salvation thing. I don't know how the other guys do this, but yeah. Do you think those of us who are believers, like we don't have days where things happen, do you think there are times that we get tempted or our feelings don't want to get in the way of our salvation? There are moments like that. What makes the difference is the knowledge of God's word that we now have, knowing that, yes, I may fall, but the righteous man does what will not stay stuck. He will get up and continue the journey. Don't let your feelings dictate Yes, you made the mistake, but if you know what God's word has said, if you build your faith, you'll be able to bank on that word and say, okay, that's fine. I've heard, right? That's good. But I can always go back to God. He's merciful. He's merciful. That's just what I'm saying today. Your faith, not your feelings. Your faith, not your feelings. It's about time we grow out of what we feel and then we get ourselves, you know, allow, allow what God says be, be the voice, not what we feel. What is God saying? Know how you feel, but what is God saying? It's what God says that's most important. Yes, you probably read your Bible 10 times last week, and then this week you're finding it difficult, or work is getting in the way, or you, you, you're, you're feeling so busy and everything. Because you stop reading your Bible does not mean that you're, you're backsliding or something. God does not pressure you to, you know, hey, you'll be off your feeling, you'll be backsliding, you know. It's we humans that preach these things to you that, okay, because you stop praying for five hours, you are losing, you're now getting, you know, you're going back to the world. It's not true. That's not, where in the Bible did God say so? Yes, watch and pray. Yes, Bible says what we should do. But because you, because there are seasons of people, there are seasons in our lives, there are some seasons that God understands all of these things. Okay, a, a single lady who used to probably give God 100% attention, suddenly got married, or probably in the stage of her preparation for the marriage, a lot of things are going on. Do you think God would be like, eh, so because I gave you husband now, you cannot come and pray, Abby, or you are too busy, you are planning your wedding, you no longer talk to me, right? Okay, I'll take the man from you. Is that God? Is that the God we serve? That's not true. God understands everything. He knows that this daughter of mine may have this period where she might be so busy. And this is not an excuse to say, oh, God understands. So whenever I think I'm, I'm busy, yeah, God understands I'm busy. And that's what I'm saying. But God knows that this child genuinely loves me. It's just this thing going on right now. And it's okay if she, or he or she does not get to spend 10 hours with me daily or, you know, you know, all of that. That's not the kind of God that we serve. God understands what goes on within us. Just as you desire to be with God, God even desires to be with you even more. You just have to have a heart that knows that wherever I am, whatever I do, that's why the other, the last episode I posted was about being conscious of God at all times. God's consciousness stems of your knowledge of Him. If you know Him, you'll be able to tell what He thinks about you. Just as your father will not disown you because you, you threw the plate outside, God is not going to disown you for doing that as well. Yes, we're not called to be disobedient to God, but God understands. Just have a heart that cries out, Abba, these things are getting in the way of me and you, and I need you. God makes a way. In the first instance, it is God's, the Spirit of God that works in us to will and to be. Your desire to, to love God is not because you as a person want to love God. Your flesh doesn't want to. It is a Spirit that is calling you to that place of deeper love and revelation of God. It's not your flesh in the first instance. So why let your flesh tell you what your Spirit is not saying? We need to get out of our flesh and begin to live 
by the Spirit. Live in faith, complete faith to know that God is too faithful. Is too faithful to allow your feelings rule you. As long as it was not how you feel that got you into the kingdom, how you feel will not sustain you in the kingdom. It is the faith that brought you to the kingdom. Thinking and believing right is what that's what's going to sustain you. And that faith, don't let it stay stagnant. Build upon it. Listen to the word of God, genuine word of God. Listen, stay in the word, read your Bible. And be intentional about the things of God. Just have a heart that that longs for God. That's it's God. If God has your heart, everything else is secondary. That's it. You don't you don't perform. God just needs that heart. It's not your actions. It's his heart first. If he has your heart, everything else will follow. So I pray for everyone listening to me today, that we get out of that feelings. That feelings will not help you. It will not. It will kill you. It will sink you. Just take a moment and just think about it. Every time you feel some certain kind of way. Especially when it comes to God. What's the outcome? Really, what's the outcome? It just pushes you farther away. It doesn't bring you closer. It doesn't. It condemns you. It makes you feel ashamed. It makes you want to hide from God. And it makes you want to keep on doing the things that you did in the first instant and made you feel that way. But when you know that you know that you know. Because there are even days when you don't even do anything wrong. You totally feel condemned. How much more the days you do wrong? Does that change anything about God? Even when we are faithless, God is faithful. Is someone we can always put our anchor in. Trust God's faithfulness. Lean on him. Know without any doubt what God thinks about you. If he means you writing what God has said concerning your life, do that. So that when the moments come that the devil comes to whisper these things to you, you speak, you debunk his opinion with God, what God has said, which is the truth. Let every man be a lie and let God be true. Even yourself, you can be a lie too. Because there are days that you are the one telling yourself things. For example, I'm ugly. Oh, I'm, my life is up to no good. That is you condemning yourself. Or that is you allowing the devil speak through you. That's fine. No problem. Good for you. But what has God said? Whose report will you believe? Yours? The devil's? Your friends? Your parents? Your boss? Or God's report? It's about time we begin to live by faith, not by sight. When you know where you stand, when you know how loved you are, when you know how much investment God has placed on you, when you know how special you are to God, everything else is secondary. Nothing else will shift. God is faithful. And we will enjoy him when we know more about him. So I'm encouraging you today to feed your faith, starve your feelings. God bless you. Thank you so much for sticking with me today. See you on my next episode. Bye.